This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Monday, May 16th, wherever and however you have chosen to connect. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, once again, and after a long while, teamed up with a guy who knows that Coldplay is an elite band, Jerem Jordan. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I went uh, Thursday night in uh, Phoenix at State Farm Stadium. My mom informed me, yep, Jake Oldroyd made the game-winning kick down on this end of the field in 2016. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. But, yeah, great time. I know a lot, uh, I actually saw Jared Brady of the men's volleyball team okay. down there with his family. Because Coldplay didn't come to Utah or even Vegas, there were a lot of people uh, who went down to Phoenix, uh for that one. For which sure. Was, which was good. So good to see the homies. It's good to be in high demand. And be able to charge a yeah. lot of money for those high demand tickets. I had forgotten I'd purchased four tickets, not two. Woo! So I had to sell the other two. Let's say I had to undersell. Uh, so I should have had you fly in, bro. Oh, man. Yeah. Had you're, I known. You, you were probably calling a game then. Had I known. Were you calling a game then? Did you call? No, you threw out the first pitch for baseball. I did throw out the first Congratulations. Pitch. That's cool, man. I'm just happy it hit the glove, right? That's Just in, happy it hit the, the glove. I've thrown it twice, once with you, once by myself. One I put in the dirt because I was like in a suit, did Hideo Nomo. I was stupid. <laughs> the second one I took it easy, just lofted it in there. Yeah. Just hit the glove, right? Are we going to do a Shep versus Spence? Yes, that's going to happen. BYU, that was brought to, to my attention after I threw the first pitch yeah. by some BYU baseball yeah. players and one of the coaches saying we need to have a – a Spencer versus Shep baseball throw-off. Because in that, okay, okay, rumor has it that Taysom Hill last year threw a first pitch, and his attempt was to try and break, you know, the radar. Just, like, go to 80 miles an hour or whatever. Because he's got an arm. Like, he's Taysom Hill. He's Taysom, Taysom beeping Hill. Like, let's go. So, that, yes, that would be fun. I wouldn't mind participating. Can I participate? Absolutely. Let's yeah. make it a trio. Are we, are we just – Why not? Are we going accuracy? Are we going – uh, speed, straight speed. What I think it'll be a full skill set. From what I was gathering okay. in the dugout, it Both? was speed, batting, throwing, like an entire oh, all of it, an entire okay. workout to assess baseball skills. Oh, fielding? Yes. Okay. Oh. Taking ground balls, I, all of that I stuff. I cannot wait to watch Shep do this. <laughs> we'll see if he agrees we, to it. I'm in. I'm all in. We went to the batting cages a couple years ago with them, like just stepped in. I was shocked at how fast. It was. I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm just guessing. Like, I connected with one. <laughs> one. I was like, like a week grounded down to the third baseline. I was like, oh, my gosh. Let's go. Hey, level. viva la vida for baseball and for today's show lineup. The true cost of success for BYU football in 2022. Does winning double-digit games and balling out in 2022 somehow impact what BYU is going to have available in 2023? Don't forget BYU basketball's newest signee, Braden Moore, will join us live. And yes, with his Coldplay t-shirt on, Jerem Jordan is back. Most expensive t-shirt I've ever purchased, Spence. <laughs> I don't doubt it. And I used my skip the line thing. Have I told you about this? No. Okay, th- this is a game changer, okay? Th- th- uh, I go to the third person from the front and uh-huh. I say, I'll Venmo you five bucks plus the cost of the shirt to just buy it for me when you get up there. So that I don't have to wait. And they'll do it. Yeah. Well, saves played. you so much. It saves you like 30 minutes. Venmo for the win. Five bucks. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
I can afford five bucks too, so it's good. BYU men's basketball signed six foot eight, two hundred ten pound Braden Moore from Nashville, Tennessee. We love Nashville. Did a fan fest twenty nineteen. We love Nashville. Nashville is a fantastic oh, city. I want to go back. Moore was a finalist for Mr. Tennessee. His junior year comes from the Kanye West Donda Academy. Uh huh. I like that. Moore isn't a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, therefore has four straight years to play. If wanted, we'll talk to Braden coming up later in the program. BYU baseball sweeps Pacific over the weekend. They have now won nine straight, seven of those in conference, and have qualified for the West Coast Conference postseason tournament in Stockton, yeah. California, later this month. It's now a seeding game. The Batcats take on rival Utah tomorrow, Miller Park, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. You can watch it streamed live on the BYU TV app. Johnny Appleseed had the same situation. Softball sweeps St. Mary's over the weekend and the regular season. 42-10, co-West Coast Conference champs, 13th straight season winning a conference championship, and on a 17-game win streak. Let's give it up for the softball team. Yes, softball. Well done. Excellent season. And then the committee doesn't give them an at-large. They tie with LMU. LMU wins the tiebreaker because LMU won two of three against BYU. And BYU does not get into the NCAA tournament. This doesn't make any sense. 42 and 10, hot as hotcakes yep. to end the season. Yep. Nothing. Steaming pile of hot garbage, Jerem. Well, it's steaming pile hot of something, garbage. something else, but yeah. Come on! Because of the RPI. Yeah. You know what? BYU thing needs to die a fiery death. Thank you. BYU is not going to have this issue in two seasons. Truth. Won't have it. Truth. Won't have it. Still bothered so much by that. Ugh. Well, some good news from Zach McWhorter. He continues to shine. Breaks his own school record in the pole vault for the third time in six months. So good. The women's 4x100 also broke a school record. Among other track and field accomplishments this weekend, five other top ten finishes in program history were recorded. They're unbelievable. 400-meter shot put, 800-meter pole vault, and the decathlon. Well done, BYU track and field on the last chance meet. You almost feel bad for the ones holding the records because they're like, just Spider-Man holding those two trains together. <laughs> Just Tom Holmo sent me a text on. message on Friday night after Chloe Temple set a strikeout record for yeah. an individual game and said, records were made to be broken. Yes, yes, they were. Men's golf currently competing in the NCAA Regionals group in Stockton, California. Team currently sitting at fifth overall with Max Brentley leading the charge tied at 26. Go top Max. teams, top individual from each regional will move on to compete in the D1 Championships in Scottsdale, Arizona. Good luck to the brethren. Okay, so the top five, and they're number five right now. Hold on. Stay there. Speaking of Spider-Man and his webs trying to stop, <laughs> just come on! Yes, they'll they'll go through, what, tomorrow, I think? I think it's a Sunday through Tuesday, so I don't know if they played their first round Saturday or if they're playing twice today or not. Yeah, I'm, trying, Sunday to, play. I'm trying to recall yeah. if Sunday plays is applicable in this round or if it's the next round or, or if it's both or rounds. maybe they play yeah. two tomorrow or something we'll see all rise and shout it's time for what's trending you're talking about it and so are we it's what's trending on byu sports nation the true cost of greatness for byu football it's well documented we've discussed it a lot on this program byu 11 wins in 2020 10 wins in 2021 they finished ranked for the first time in 12 years and have done so now in back-to-back seasons following those double-digit wins, Jerem. Incredible. Incredible stuff. And now we anticipate they will be ranked for the first time since 2009 going into a season. Life's good. In the AP poll. However, is there a cost associated with being great in 2022 knowing that the Big 12 looms in 2023? 
So, Jerem, will success in this upcoming season somehow negatively impact BYU in their first year of the Big 12 just because of a talent drop-off, potentially? First off, the present is more important than the future Amen. when it comes to winning Amen. in sports. So win now, worry about the future a little bit later. If the cost of uh, a great 2022 is a tougher 2023. Four to is, five draft picks. It is worth it. It is worth it. Okay. Let's talk about it. So if BYU is really good in 22, to me really good on this schedule, it's probably nine Wins nine and four would be really good. Okay, ten plus, awesome. The reason I say nine and not ten like normal is because you have four preseason ranked teams on the schedule. That's really difficult. So let's go. This team's going to be awesome. That awesomeness could manifest itself in nine wins, ten wins, maybe eleven. That would be awesome. Then the following dudes could be gone because they'd be what uh, fourth year juniors and they don't want to be a fifth here, a fifth or sixth year. Jaron Hall. Puka Nakua, Blake Freeland at left tackle, Chaz Ayu, who's already said, I'm done after this year regardless, and Keenan Peely. Not to mention Clark Barrington on the offensive yes, line. add him in. All of those guys could come back after the, this year if they want. But if BYU's good, I think they're all gone. Not to mention the fifth-year seniors who we know will be gone. Peyton Wilgar, Gunnar Romney, Christopher Books, Lopini Katoa, D'Angelo Mandel, Malik Moore, and some others. So if BYU's really good and these guys bounce – 2023 could feature a new quarterback, new top two running backs, new left tackle, left guard, top two linebackers. That's not ideal when you go into 2023 in the Big 12. But guess what? I'd take it right now because I want 2022 to be a fantastic season like the last two have been. And this group is ready to do it. This group is ready to do something no BYU team has done, which is show it's truly ready for big-time ball. If BYU goes 10-plus on this schedule again and three years in a row, and you get your second NFL quarterback draft pick in the last three years in Jaron Hall, now you're cooking. And I think BYU's cooking right now, but you're really cooking with oil if you do that this year. And it would be worth it because guess what? 2023, now in recruiting, you can haul in some guys maybe you couldn't before because of that. That's the game changer. If you're replenishing these incredible athletes – with guys you typically wouldn't get because you've been great and because you're going to a Power 5, now we're talking. Yes, and can you get the same talent level you had in 2022? Probably going to be hard to do so and to feel like in 2023, yeah, we can go for 10-plus. Listen, first two years in the Big 12, just keep your head above water and go to a bowl game, and then you kind of build from there is, is my hope. Obviously, we all want more than that, but it would be worth it if 22 is awesome, and I think it's going to be. You, we all do. That 2023 is affected in that way. That's okay. Win now. We all know that if you have a quarterback at this level of football, you've got a shot. And if Jaron Hall decides to go after the 2022 season, well-deserved. Right now he's a projected first to third round pick, depending on where you look at. Which is amazing. I found, awesome. a, I found a website that compiles kind of like Bracket Matrix. Oh. They compile all of the draft projections oh, snap. for the top athletes. Do share. He's anywhere from first to third. I will. Yeah. I'll do that uh, will you, will during you, the break. Will you text, tweet, <laughs> will you Snapchat me that link? <laughs> I, I'll snap it will to you. you. I'll put it on TikTok send for that, everybody. Send that to my MySpace. Let's but, go. Yeah. But if Jaron Hall decides to leave, then BYU obviously has a gaping void to fill before they go into year one of the Big 12. Is it Cade Fennigan? Is Jacob Conover the guy that finally ascends and steps into his four stars that he had coming out of high school? 
The guy that said no to Nick Saban, is he the dude that takes the next step? Is it or is it transfer? somebody else? Is it somebody yeah. from the transfer portal? Is it someone BYU is going to play this year? Who knows? Very interesting. Who knows? <laughs> it might have been Jerry Bohannon had he decided to come to BYU. I saw that. I was like, what? But now Jerry Bohannon happens to be playing for the team that BYU will face first this Wait, season. Wait, where's he going? I didn't hear it. USF. Always at USF. Indeed. And that game happens in how many days? Hit it. Countdown to the Bulls. 110. Ball start on me. <laughs> 110 <laughs> days away from Jerry Bohannon. So Jerry's going to start for them. You Transfer quarterback to the USF Bulls BYU in Tampa. You would think he'll start. They've got a really good young quarterback that we got a good look at last year in Provo. Jordan? Jordan? Yes. He was he was like Mike Vick light. I know. So Third there, down and 12, he's just scrambling. for Now a quarterback controversy brewing got, in Tampa? Who knows? Not with Tom Brady, that's for sure. But maybe with USF? Should Tom Brady just retire to get the money from Fox now? <laughs> is he going to make more as an analyst? Yeah, to your point, Jerem, success in 2022 is paramount. It is first and foremost. Yeah. If BYU's plus. able to win 10-plus games for a third straight season, holy cow, talk about momentum going Dude. into the Big 12. Seriously. And then the recruiting pool That's the momentum Russell M. Nelson was up. talking about in conference. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that it is absolutely at the top of every list is win right now and then see what happens because just maybe – Another quarterback, a high-level guy is like, whoa, BYU just had Zach Wilson and Jaron Hall. They've had two quarterbacks drafted in the last three years. They've won 10-plus games. Hmm. Maybe I should take a serious look at going to BYU, and BYU starts to get some high-level quarterback guys coming in through the transfer portal and out of high school. This is what happened in 1981 when a, a curly-haired, good-looking dude out of Connecticut was like, where should I play my ball? Steve Young decided, oh, whoa, Mark Wilson, Jim McMahon, Steve Young, Robbie Bosco. Comes. I want to go to BYU. You're not I, a BYU quarterback, Steve. Yeah. Pee Wee Herman, a.k.a. Ty Detmer came in. Like, yeah, Steve Sarkeesian, all these guys. You get this run. Can BYU do it again? Aaron Roderick's the key to all this. Aaron Roderick is the key to all of this. So it, it's super exciting to see that development. Let's keep it going. I wonder if we feel the same about basketball, though. Basketball, I'm a little more timid on win now versus whatever in the Big 12. I, I, I almost want BYU and these other guys to make sure they're ready for the Big 12. There's this idea that maybe if BYU only wins eight games in 2022, maybe there's unfinished business. And all these guys come like, back. I need to come back. Yeah. And they're leading them know. into the Big 12 in 2023. But you know what? They're not going to win eight games. It's going to be nine plus. Exactly. It's too good. Let's go. Too win good. now, and then we'll deal with the ramifications later. Yep. Our question of the day, will success in 2022 for BYU football somehow negatively impact the Cougars in their first year of Big 12 play? Let's hear from you in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Sam Emery answers on Twitter, quote, momentum and success is what got BYU invited to the Big 12. Hard to imagine that it'll hurt BYU going in. Only downside is the fan expectations might be too high going in, but I think BYU can live with that. 
Yeah, it's it's born of the theology here. We believe anything's possible, so let's go. And we've actually seen a national championship here, which is the best and worst thing that's ever happened to BYU. The best because it happened, and the worst because you think it can happen again. But it's all good. Yeah, I, I'm not sure momentum got BYU in the Big 12. I think history, program prestige, success over time, yes. but I, It didn't I, hurt that they had an amazing 2020, right? It didn't hurt. Yeah, it didn't hurt. But I think if BYU is winning eight games every year, they're still in it. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, what would you do if Jimmer refed your church ball game? <laughs> I certainly would probably complain more than usual. <laughs> Plus, just a, just a chat. Yep, the newest basketball signee, Braden Moore, joins us. Why Whoa. did he pick BYU? And what's his impact going to be this season? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Baseball hosts Utah tomorrow looking for a 10th straight win. Watch the game live at 8 Eastern time on the BYU TV app or listen on the BYU radio app. Oh, 10 is coming, Jaron? 10 is coming. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. We are live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. <laughs> nice. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jaron Jordan. <laughs> Ten is Works coming. out that BYU baseball, the nine-game win streak, takes on Utah tomorrow. <laughs> Joining us now over Zoom <laughs> is the newest signee for BYU basketball. He's an absolute star at the prep level. His name is Braden Moore, 6'8". Yeah. He can shoot it. He can defend. Braden, welcome to BYU Sports Nation and BYU basketball. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, I think everybody wants to know, how did you hear about BYU from over in Tennessee, and why did you pick Mark Pope and the Cougars for your collegiate basketball career? Yeah, um, I just think it's the best fit for me and my family. Um, you know, I think the values of, um, you know, the program in the school is what, uh, very attractive to me. Um, and I think, you know, I fit the style of play. Um, you know, Coach Pope is amazing. You know, I couldn't imagine a different coach playing I could play for. Like, you know, I think um, he, out of all the coaching staffs I was recruited by, um, they were one of the best, if not the best. Um, and just, they were, it's just been phenomenal. You know, everything, the fans, I mean, I could go on and on location, you know, so. Walk us through when BYU first reached out and when you realized that BYU was the school for you. Yeah, so I was reached out um, by the old assistant, Coach Burgess, who has now moved on, but at the beginning of my recruitment about two years ago. So I had learned a lot. Um, my dad um, had a bunch of buddies go to BYU. So I've known a lot about BYU for a minute. Um, and just, you know, uh, you know, once I started, uh, once I kind of, uh, my season ended at Donda, we started talking and um, more and more with the with the new assistant and just you know from then on it just you know took off so Braden Moore is with us on BYU Sports Nation what do you expect to do for BYU basketball in year one because as we have talked about ad nauseum on this show there's some room for guys to come in and play right away so what do you expect to do in year number one um you know I think um Coming in with, you know, goals rather than expectations is a big thing for me. I think, um, you know, I, I'm not expecting to start. I'm not expecting to play. You know, I'm, I'm not expecting all these sort of things. I'm expecting just to be me and do everything I can to win. Um, you know, have a winner's mindset and work as hard as I can. Like, that's literally my goal. Um, and just, you know, and see where the rest falls, 
you know, I'm excited to work. Um, you know, I'm a elite shooter. Um, and you know, I think that that is, that can work at any level, um, especially these days, uh, just the way people play. And so, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, really excited to work, you know, I keep saying it, but like, you know, that's just my personality. So, you know, how would you qualify your position? Are you a stretch four? Are you more of a three? What do you prefer to play? Um, three, four. I mean, I, it's so hard because, you know, positionless basketball is like uh, a new thing these days. Um, you know, I think um, Coach Pope kind of wants me to be more in the four position. I think I could develop into a three um, in the future. But, um, you know, I think being able to get down low, take advantage of mismatches is a big thing but also being able to draw defenders out and, you know, have the, have to, you know, make them guard me on the perimeter and just being able to shoot over, uh, you know, defenders is a thing I'm really good at. So um, I would say more of like a, I mean, a, like a shooting forward, I guess, is kind of what I call myself. So I like it. Let's use it. Shooting forward Braden Moore is on BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> so you yeah. moved to Nashville about, what, seven years ago? I think you posted on uh, social media. So from Southern California, and you mentioned your dad had friends go to BYU, so maybe members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, so somewhat familiar with sort of what BYU is about? Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm an evangelical Christian. So, uh, I grew up, that's just the way I grew up, you know, where I'm, I'm in the Bible belt. So, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it is, but, um, or as they call it, I guess, but, um, so, you know, I just, yeah, I mean, my dad, my mom, even, uh, they're from Southern California. So, um, you know, growing up, there was they had a lot of LDS, uh, friends, like some of their best friends are LDS actually. So, um, so I'm very, very familiar um, you know, before I committed, we talked to a bunch of people and just, you know, so, I mean, it, it was amazing, um, you know, support. I mean, my Twitter was crazy. Uh, and Instagram, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, it was awesome though. So that's fantastic, man. That's great. And, uh, with those SoCal roots, uh, we read that your mom swam at Pepperdine and your dad played basketball at Point Loma. So some, some natural athleticism in the family there. Yeah. They argue who's the better athlete all the time. So, <laughs> and who is it? I don't want to start a feud here, but um, <laughs> gotta go with uh, mom, bro. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, swimmers are some of the hardest workers I've ever Seriously. met. So, um, so yeah. I mean, I don't know. That, that's a tough one. But, yeah. <laughs> that's a good political yeah, answer. Dad's like within more. earshot right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're both standing there, just glaring at you. <laughs> All right, Braden. You end up in Nashville at Donda Academy and playing for Kanye West's team. Walk us through how that all came to fruition. Um, yeah, that was literally the craziest thing ever. So I decommitted and announced I was going to Donna at the same time from my prior school. So, um, so yeah, I think just it was literally a God thing. Like I, I was, you know, I had a fantastic season my junior year and we went to state and everything. And I just was like, you know, I, I think I needed a change of scenery. I think I needed, I knew I needed something more um, to really push me and get out of my comfort zone. Um, and you know, to break down a little bit of Donda is like, it was like two separate things. Like there's a basketball aspect and there's being around, you know, the whole Kanye experience. Now the whole Kanye experience was kind of like pushed aside a little bit to, to an extent, cause I was so focused on, uh, you know, just, you know, working hard in the gym. I mean, we had, we, we barely had any breaks. We were working hard. So, um, you know, just getting after it, doing online school. So, um, you know, NBA trainers, the whole, the whole nine. So, um, so yeah, I mean, 
that transition was kind of nuts. It kind of happened out of nowhere, um, you know, so, um, but I'm glad it happened and, you know, I'll do it 10 times over. So. Is it crazy to be on the cover of Slam Magazine with Dude. Kanye West? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I got to frame it and I got to save it just so I can show my kids so <laughs> they'll believe me. So That won't be the peak. You'll, you'll, you'll have another thing, right, that you can show them as well, which is awesome. Like, oh, of course, of what, course, yeah. What's Kanye like? Because there's so many stories about him, but you, we have a picture of you two interacting here. It looks like he <laughs> forgot that he was indoors here, maybe? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, uh, his fits are phenomenal. Um, yeah, they're out of this world. Um, but, no, he's a very genuine guy. Um, you know, th that photo is actually on Yahoo. Uh, I found it on Yahoo.com. So, like, it, that was, like, the craziest thing. I, I So, anyway, but just he's a great guy um you know he's just very genuine um i mean it, it's like you know people he's so in the public you know he's such a celebrity in a way so um but he's people don't realize he's also like a billionaire so he's he's a great businessman so um i have a lot of respect for him i actually didn't know a lot going in about him to donda like i wasn't a big fan if to be completely honest but so i learned a ton and now i'm a kanye fan because just the person he is so fantastic stuff Braden moore is with us on byu sports nation okay you play at donda academy and we uh, saw a quote on twitter the other day that said you think kanye might show up at a game at byu do you really believe that he's going to come to the Marriott Center? Let's get him here. Is he ready for Let's the Marriott go. Center? I don't know if he's ready for it, but <laughs> uh, but I, I've been told by people around him that, um, you know, they always say, like, oh, we should, we'll come out and come see you. So we'll see. We'll see. But um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I think I'll send them, you know, a game or something, and they'll see the fans, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, uh -huh, this is marketable. Yep, mm -hmm, this is going to work. Uh, so... I wouldn't be surprised if, if it could work. Um, but, again, I, I can't make any promises. Yeah, Kanye so. needs to do something with Cosmo and the Cougarettes, and it would go absolutely oh, viral. Ao and Teo performed here as well. Um, yeah, it was incredible. That, yeah. He doesn't have to perform, per se. He just shows up. It can be the Gonzaga game, bro. There'll be 20,000 fans <laughs> in there, packed, ESPN. This is the perfect game. You hit your boy up, and let's get him to promo, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do my best. Do you have his email address? Because I'm wondering if you have his uh, phone number, you know? Oh, they're like, no, you go uh, through I his handle. I, I don't think that they would give his phone number out to a bunch of 18 and 17. <laughs> Truth. Like, yeah, Kanye's number right here. Oh, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> that would Great be stuff, amazing. Man. Now, Braden, we're looking forward to BYU getting into the Big 12. We were just talking about that last segment as it relates to football. But BYU basketball is on the cusp of playing in the toughest conference in all of college basketball. So how much was BYU joining the Big 12 a factor in your decision to come to Provo? Yeah, so I've been asked this a bit. And um, to be completely honest, like, you know, the league they're in now is a great league. People don't realize that. WCC is a phenomenal league um, right now. Now, um, I do think Big 12 is going to be a big step up. And, you know, I'm ready to play in that. And I think that that um, is something that, was very attractive and definitely a plus, but that wasn't the main reason I came to BYU. I, I came to BYU for the people, the environment, the academics, most important, uh, above all, actually. Um, and just, you know, the coaching staff and the, you know, my teammates, I mean, you know, they, I was around some players and, you know, they're just the, the best dudes um, that I've been around for uh, being on recruiting visits and stuff. So, you know, there are a lot of factors, but 
I definitely think, you know, that's definitely a plus. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm so excited. That is so awesome. You know, being able to play at Allen Fieldhouse and uh, Kansas and all those places. I mean, that's, you know, that that's legit. That's big time. So. And listen, they can take you to a couple hot chicken spots. I know it's not the same uh, as Nashville <laughs> and we don't have Broadway oh street. Um, oh my goodness. Way fewer yep. drunk people on a Saturday night. I'll tell you that in Provo. Uh, but yeah, the music, good scene, not quite the same there, but it's, it, yeah, it is going to be fun. So when do you get to Provo? So yeah, we're, we're still figuring that out. Um, just going through the application process and uh, still figure, uh, still haven't graduated yet. So I'm really just knocking out some schoolwork uh, in the meantime and just, um, you know, hopefully uh, I think the first few weeks of June I'll be here. So nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, shoot, I'm excited. So, well, we hate to deter you from your homework, but with that in mind, what are you hoping to study at BYU while you're here? Um, I would like to be a business major. Um, I know the Marriott school of business is like, I think it's what, like top 10, um, or something like that. So, uh, it's a phenomenal business school and that's something that I've been looking at. Um, so it could change, you know, you know, uh, how college students are, they never really know. Um, so, um, you know, but m- most likely business. So. All right, Braden, we need to indoctrinate you into what happens here on BYU Sports Nation. When you join the show, you mm-hmm. then earn the right to receive BYU Sports Nation karma. And you can use that for whatever you want. Your life's already really good. It's good luck. It'll get yeah. better. So if you have a big test coming up, you're going to ace it. That's just kind of how this thing works. If you're trying to track down Kanye's number, maybe you'll get it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Y'all are awesome. <laughs> but when we have you on campus, we need to have you in Studio B so you can sign the flag and then uh, you can get the full implementation. But congratulations on all your success. We look forward to seeing you in Pro Bowl, man. Can't wait to watch you play basketball for BYU. Of course. Can't wait to meet you guys in person. You got a Braden Moore with us over Zoom on BYU Sports Nation. Dude, so interesting. There's a lot there, a, which is awesome. Sh- he is a shooting forward. He called himself an elite shooter. I don't doubt I it. I love it. I That's what it. you need. We um, want that swag. We want and, that confidence. And he mentioned being a three or four, and that Mark kind of wants him to be more of a four. You only really need one and a half good back-to-the-basket players. Okay? He doesn't. BYU has two bigs right now. So you could say maybe he's kind of half a big in that regard. Okay. You go small, he's a stretch for it. That's okay. Coming up later in the show, we'll break that down. Uh, kind of what BYU needs what next. What does BYU they've need now? Two. Yes, they've signed two. Which brings us to this. Coming up, men's hoop signed two players. What's the next priority? What else does BYU still need after Williams and now more? They got Rudy. They got Braden. Rudy. Let's go. They need some Mo. You know what I'm talking about? We want some Mo. And can the Cougars defend their Pac-12 title in football this season? Yeah, we're going there, too. This is BYU Sports Nation. (laughs) BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Amerisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Check out our BYU Sports Nation YouTube channel. Subscribe to it and uh, get all the latest interviews and interesting segments. We have yet to upload something that's not interesting to our YouTube channel. Well, you could argue the whole, well, you know, eh. fingernail painting thing was. Eh. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> no, I, I yeah. can't. That was interesting. What's the, how, what's, uh, what's the timeline line like on how long these? So I wanted, like, I thought go, I was going to take people. them off early last week. And go then people. I, I got peer pressure, like, Spencer, BYU baseball and BYU softball have not lost since you painted your fingernails. Oh, shoot. And I was like. Oh, this was man, Shep's braces. It's become a superstition thing. Yeah, back in the day, Shep had braces. Yeah. 
and BYU was winning and he got him off, and then BYU started losing, like, yeah. you need to put the braces back. Well, now that the NCAA absolutely shafted softball. Shaft? Yeah. The, the, oh, yeah. The, the fingernails are they're done today. Like, oh, they're done today. They're done today because oh. of the whole softball situation. Oh, it's too okay. painful. Taylor um, Williams painted it. Yeah, painful. do you need to like scrub them vigorously? Like, what's the process? Uh, I need to have them professionally removed at a nail salon. Okay, uh, so, Taylor so, doesn't. No, fun story. Taylor doesn't do it for you. No, she leaves high and dry on the end well, part. Um, she she <laughs> pro bono right here. Yeah, right, I'm true, not, not going to ask her to sacrifice more of her time to take off of off yeah, the jail. And today's not a great day. Okay, hang out. No, no kidding. I I almost did it the other day. Uh, but they just so happened to kind of forget that I had an appointment, so I had to kind of reschedule something. But I walked into the the, the nail spa. And they were like, what are you doing here? <laughs> there was Hello, like mister. 30 women. Every chair is full. Yep. Okay, so I walk in. Yep. I'm the only dude. They all turn and look at me, and I was like, well, now this is interesting. With my blue fingernails. <laughs> and the guy's like, uh, can I help you? Another another guy? Okay. It's working. That's yeah, working. Yeah. It's manning the desk. Yeah. I said, uh, "I yeah, I have an appointment to get my <laughs> gel nails removed. I love it. Put it up. They're all just staring at me like I'm an absolute idiot. Well, <laughs> you and I have gone to Zupas before for lunch Listen, it, and felt the same thing it, minus the nails. It takes a lot to go, make me feel oh, uncomfortable. It's just the two of us. Like it takes a lot to make me feel uncomfortable in a public setting. I felt uncomfortable <laughs> with the eyes that were just glued on me. <laughs> <laughs> that moment. I've, I, okay, I can't relate to that moment, but I never feel more judged in my life than when I walk on an airplane. Everyone's looking up like, People oh, watching. Oh, you. you. You, that guy. Oh, you didn't check your bag. <laughs> oh, you're the reason we haven't taken <laughs> off yet. I'm like, sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Hey, if you want more engaging content like we've been discussing, yeah, that's just you know taste. what to do. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. That's a sample. Let's that's whip it. The, the Bushman shrooms from uh, Outback. The Cougar Whip Around is presented by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade. For a growing world. USA Today's Ducks Wire, which covers Darkwing Duck and the Oregon Ducks. The blog list BYU versus Oregon 6th and BYU versus Stanford 14th in its top 18 Pac-12 games of the year. Yeah. Okay. Will BYU defend its conference championship in those two games? I sure hope so, because that narrative has been one of the funnest narratives that we've ever encountered on this show. And the we've been doing this show for almost a decade. The Crimsonites really love it. <laughs> and I'm not talking about Washington State. Can you imagine if BYU wins two more road games against the Pac-12 and we're all saying they're 7-0 against the Pac-12 since 2019? Now, wait a second. Is the last loss that BYU had to a Pac-12 team the Tyson Williams game when he got hurt against Washington? Is that the last time BYU lost to a Pac-12 team? Yeah. It's been that long. When our future NFL running back towards ACL. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep this win streak rolling. BYU's winning both those games. Let's go! Winning at Oregon, definitely beating Stanford. Come on. Hey, all right, so we're, we're in agreement. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Defend the Pac-12 South de facto title. Just straight title. <laughs> Not defense. Got some tweets to read from football savant Adam Brenneman. Savant? Yeah, well. Who says, players I'm most excited to see in college football this year, part 10. Isaac Rex, tight end yeah. BYU. Rex is a star in BYU football play actions boot game they are used so often. 56 catches for 15 touchdowns in two seasons. The ankle injury against USC is a concern, but his ceiling is high if healthy. Preston Rex, family member, says, Facts, ankle is good. I've been grinding with him on the daily. They're putting in that work. So, Jerem, 
how many touchdown catches will Isaac Rex have this year? He had 12 in 2020, three last year, had the injury. What's the number this year? Seven plus. I think he's going to have a really nice year. Adam, by the way, was a tight end in college. Mm -hmm. Preston is a walk-on receiver mm -hmm. or the Brigham Young off a Mish. Yeah, Isaac's going to rebound nicely off of that uh, ankle injury and have another good year, man. Yeah, I'm not far off from you. The first number that popped in my mind was six. He'll have at least six touchdown catches for BYU, and that's only because the ball is going to be distributed very evenly between a wealthy number of weapons for BYU. Most notably, Pukunuku and Gunnar Romney. That one, too, is nice. It's incredible. How much is Dallin Holker going to factor in? How many touchdowns is Chris Brooks going to take at the goal line behind that massive offensive line? How many touchdowns is Jaron Hall going to score with Gunner his Hill. legs? Chase Roberts. Let's yes, go. Yes, yes. Okay, how upset should BYU softball be at not getting an at-large bid? This is uh, a Travis Shamakery. Okay? Thank you. It's you just – it's awful. I hate RPI so much that it's still used, yes, that it's still used so primarily in all of these other Olympic sports. Get a better metric. Did we not determine that that metric is so archaic and outdated with basketball? I, I, does Can someone we, just not care, maybe, to make a metric? Well, so here's the Why thing. Why didn't the NCAA create it? Oh, wait, they only care about that money. Every team in the top 40 of the RPI in softball got in except for one. Okay, and That's then one point. team. That's a stat of the day. One team outside of the top 40 got in at 42 at Texas A&M. Texas A&M was three games over 500, Jaron, but they play in the SEC. 12 SEC teams got in of the 14, by the way. 29 and 26, Texas A&M with an RPI because their RPI is 42. They justify that. Instead of a team that's 42 and 10 and was 17 in a row. But they played in the Jackie SEC. Robinson. I'm so sick. And you're like, literally, it, it comes down to this. Had BYU played, they didn't have to win. Had they just played three more tough games and lost all of them, their RPI would be better. Oh, and now they deserve to be in? That's the stupidest ideal I've ever heard. So they should be very upset. This is a joke. To the NCA, what you just said is the most idiotic thing I have ever heard. At no point in your committee's incoherent rambling was there a semblance of a rational thought. We are all now dumber for having listened to BYU not getting an at-large bid. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on you. Down with the RPI. Die a thousand fiery deaths. Jeez. After winning nine straight games, BYU baseball yep. in fourth place in the yep. West Coast Conference. Yep, yep, yep. Will they catch either Portland or San Diego, the second and third place teams this week? Here's the sitch. BYU lost both uh, series, two to one, to San Diego and Portland. So they'd need probably a sweep and for those teams to be swept. Correct. That's probably not happening. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, top seed Gonzaga at San Diego. So that's interesting. Possibility there. Pepperdine hosts Portland. Pepperdine is on the out looking in. They want to pass San Francisco and go from seven to six and be sure. an attorney. So there's a shot here, but BYU's got a rep against LMU in all three this weekend. Now here's what's helping BYU at least get to third. They swept San Diego. Mm -hmm. No, sorry, they lost no, two or three to San Diego. No, they, they swept Pepperdine. Ah, dang it. No, they yeah they lost. So they you two have or three to both. you have to have one of those it's teams get happening. swept. Fourth would be great. Does seeding even really matter? Great. You're in the top six. You're good. All right. Let's go. Let's keep it rolling. What's your reaction to the following? You walk into your local church, and Jim or Fredette is refing the church ball game. This happened last week. <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> well, first of all, I'd probably be really nervous to play basketball in front of him. Because <laughs> they tell other people about it later? No, just because it's the great Jim or Fredette. <laughs> the Jimmer. 
Yeah. But then, you know, after the first few shots go up and you realize, like, you're not, even if you make those shots, you're not impressing him. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't. You just have a good time. I want to put him in a blocker charge situation where he has to make <laughs> a call. And then I'm getting teed up if it doesn't go my way immediately. You pull a Gene Hackman and Hoosiers and you ask the referee to throw you out. Hey, throw me out of the game. One time, what? apparently, Danny Ainge, as uh, GM of the Celtics, told Doc Rivers, hey, get thrown out of this game. Let's go watch the U.S. Open on a Sunday. <laughs> and Doc was trying to get thrown out, and the refs were like, we know what you're doing, and we can't watch it either. And you're going to have to wa- stay here in the game. If we had to stay here, that's you have to stay here. I haven't here. confirmed whether that story is actually true, but that's hilarious. Jimmer, throw me out of the game so that I can post all over social media that I got thrown out of the Jimmer game. Jimmer threw me out. For dead. He's a terrible official. <laughs> Coming up. Rise and shout out to the team that should still yeah, be playing. We'll absolutely. complain some more about BYU. Mm-hmm. Not Set some records on Friday, too. And what's the very next priority for BYU basketball oh, yeah. in this wild offseason of recruiting in the transfer portal? This is BYU Sports Nation. Hey, that's a question. We got answers. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. There's one of the 28 touchdowns BYU scored against Virginia on October 30th. Hey, we're going to St. George this Saturday. Let's go. No, literally, we're going. Noon Eastern, 10 Mountain Time. We're going to do a show on BYU TV and BYU Radio from Sandtown Park in St. George. Come hang out at the BYU Fan Fest. Great showing out in Farmington. St. George has better weather, so we're headed that direction. It's actually going to be uh, pretty warm. 89 degrees expected right. for a high that day, so it's going to be a perfect, the, uh, like, 75 when we're doing the show. What's the barometric pressure that day, I wonder? 29.13. I don't know. That's going to be <laughs> deadly. I have no idea. <laughs> Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. As promised, we now shift our attention back to BYU basketball. And note that in the last nine days, it's been a busy nine days, BYU has added transfer point guard Rudy Williams from Coastal Carolina. Rudy. He's seen the light. He's leaving Conway, the, South the Carolina. The only redeemable quality from the Chanticleers ever. Well, isn't the university president a BYU graduate, too? And President Benson. Yep, exactly. There are two <laughs> redeemable Benson. qualities okay. from Conway. They got Rudy Williams from Coastal Carolina and freshman shooting forward Braden Moore, who we just talked to today from Donda Academy. He's catching on, man. What's the next priority yep. for BYU basketball now that they have – their point guard and a shooting forward. Bigs, you need you need a starting five. Uh, I don't want a Tiki to have to start yet. I would love for that to be after this year. Him be the guy. I'd like him to be the backup. You only have two bigs on the roster right now, and Foose and Tiki. Great, they're they're nice. Foose had a tremendous freshman year. Fantastic, pressed into service, did really well. Tiki developed really nicely. Kind of the last ten out of fifteen games there, he he played well, right. It's got to be it's got to be a big that can start at the five. It doesn't need to be a guy that's a double digit score per se, but can that guy be a rebounder, a shot blocker? Like the reason BYU makes an at large bid two years ago is because they have seven foot three Matt Harms, def- defensive player of the year in the league. Not to mention senior Brandon Averett, right, and Alex Barcelo. You need that guy with this team. BYU's got some length and some athleticism in this group, but it's got to be that. Then it's got to be, to me, another wing who okay. can average double-digit scores out of the transfer portal. I like the three BYU has in Nell, Johnson, and George. Just one hasn't emerged and become the guy, so I wonder if BYU has to bring in someone to be the guy there, to be a consistent double-digit score. I don't know, because you've... So, do we think Rudy Williams is a one-for-one one with Tijon in some way? 
then how is Alex Barcelo being replaced? That's a big question mark is wing scoring. Who's making a shot late in the shot clock? Who's that going to be? Are you looking to one of those three seniors to make a big jump? That's a fair question to ask. They've been here a couple of years. I like the potential of of all three who have kind of shown up, but I want to feel like there's a wing on the floor that can score 20 tonight and, and somewhat consistently, not average 20, but that every couple of games could go for 20. I'm not super confident right now with those three that 20 is that mark. Like a, like a 10, a 15, a 17 sprinkled here and there, some good defense. But the consistency is, is an issue for me. Now, when we look at the three, <coughs> excuse me, we look it's at the three returning thing. missionaries, um, you have Dallin Hall and we expect him to play, right? We expect Back Dallin Hall guard, to, be, to be in or, the lineup, in the roster. He's in the rotation. Sure. He's in the top eight or nine. Yeah, so he's, yes. we expect him to see the floor behind yes. Rudy Williams. So I and almost Tanner like Toulson and Richie Saunders. Richie, now, like, do Tanner and Richie, yeah. are they the guys that maybe could see some of those minutes in that wing position? We'll see with three seniors. It's really interesting. Um, and, and maybe BYU feels like, no, we're good on the wing. We just need to get like two or three more bigs. See, and it makes me wonder, yeah, do you add just straight more size? Because certainly BYU needs at least one big, a guy that can just step in and start at the five right now. Yes. But do you need another ball handler? Like, do you need somebody to join Rudy Williams? saying point guard. A guy with more than one year of experience, like maybe someone in the transfer portal that has at least two years of eligibility remaining to help BYU carry into the Big 12 along with Dallin Hall so that you have your ball handler already set for the year ahead. I will tell you this, and I've had this question. We've discussed this on the show. My concern has been, oh, don't just go all in, grad transfers on next year only. Be ready for the Big 12. BYU feels like, yes, they need to – I've had conversations – they feel like, yes, they need to go and be ready for the Big 12, but you have to win now. It's like we were talking about in the opening segment. BYU feels pressure to win now. Of course they do. Of course. You can't go two years in a row out of, out of the NCAA tournament and going to the Big 12 being like, yeah, we're good. Like, BYU's going to get gutted after this year with at least four of the top uh, you know, five wings probably on this team graduating. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, that's going to be – that's similar to 22 and 23 in football of what we were talking about. So we, we like the return missionaries. They're definitely the future. Now you add Braden Moore, a shooting forward into the mix, which is exciting. But you've got to have that five. And I just wonder if – and who knows? Maybe Trey Stewart takes off. We haven't seen a ton of Trey. Maybe he develops. Maybe he goes. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I, I just see a lot of wings there, and I'm going, who's going to score? Like Rudy Williams is definitely the guy where you hand him the ball as the point guard and say, you're the guy. Like, right away. But I'm with you. I would love another guy that's going to be here into the Big 12, ideally a guy who's played a year or two somewhere and wants two more years, chance to play in the Big 12, that'd be great. Because my concern is, is BYU going to have a team good enough to make the NCAA tournament? And you look back to two years ago, and that was a special group being a sixth seed as an at-large. Like, I don't even care what the seed is. I'm not that picky. I'd take an 11. I'd take Dayton. Just to play in the NCAA tournament again for BYU it would be awesome. Yeah, and it, it took some some notable transfers. You mentioned them. Brandon Averett, Alex Barcelo, Matt Harms. Like, the core of Purdue, that team. Arizona, Oklahoma State slash UVU. Like the core of that team age. was in the transfer portal. And there's nothing wrong with that. This is a new age. I get it. Yeah. So, I'm sure Mark Pope and staff have some things up their sleeves. But we believe it starts with size. And then, is it either a wing a scoring another wing or another point guard after that. If, there are two open you, scholarships do remaining. Do you need two point guards? Because if you bring in a transfer, you're not asking them to be a backup, probably. 
you're probably having him start. Correct. You just, it, but then maybe Dallin Hall is Keyshawn like, hey, Dallin, point guard. Dallin, you just but. focus on being a two-guard. You're a two-guard. Okay. Okay, coming up, we give it up for the softball team, who, again, had an amazing season and unfortunately didn't make the NCAA. Plus, a record-setting performance over the weekend. There are quite a few, actually. Mm-hmm. This is BYU Sports Nation. I was going to say, which one? This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Station, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Download the podcast, just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, rate, and review. Our question of the day, will success in 2022 for BYU football somehow negatively impact the Cougars in their first year of Big 12 play? Yes, but it'll be worth it. Jonathan Hawkinson says on Twitter, success for BYU in 2022 will create positive momentum to propel BYU into their first year in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. Positive recruiting momentum specifically. Yeah, yeah. He continues, the athletes and coaches need to build on their success and maximize their talent and potential this year so they can maximize their success in the first year in the Big 12. You think UCF was like, you know, after undefeated in our national championship and then losing only one game the next year, just hasn't been the same after that. It really wasn't worth it. I really <laughs> wish we wouldn't have done. No, that's where BYU's at. Is just go all in. Win is win now. Win now, and then the hope is that BYU can get more Puka Nakua's, more Samson Nakua's, more Christopher Brooks, develop more Peyton Wilgars and Tyler Algiers, if you will, and go from there. Build, success builds on itself quite a bit. At some point, it ends. Certainly, it will be a challenge. Because the Big 12 entrance isn't just the Big 12. It's plus Tennessee yep. and Arkansas. Yep. So it's 11 Power Fives, we think. Just get ready. Just We'll deal with that when we get to that. Be as attractive as possible to incoming recruits, whether it's the transfer yes. portal or out of high school. Let's go. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, J. Matthew Cheshire on Facebook says, Winning never hurts. A lot of truth in that. Absolutely. Today's Rise and Shout Out presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Can we give it to Chloe Temples of BYU 100%. Softball? What a performance over the weekend. 15 strikeouts in a single game. Mm. Mind you, they only go seven innings, so there are only 21 outs. She had 15 strikeouts. Boom. Never been done before. Zero walks. That's unbelievable. Love it. Well done, Chloe. And well done, BYU Softball, on a fantastic season. Yep. Our thanks to today's guest, Brayden Moore, new basketball signee for BYU. And Kanye West. Started in a spitter, ran out of time. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to Andy Toulson. Dan Toulson's on his way. We'll see you tomorrow on BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs.